0: Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live and tonight we are being joined by writer Nick Morris who I was just telling has an amazing horror collection behind him. Nick, thank you so much for being here with us. How you doing?
1: Doing great. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being on our show. And just to talk about all that awesome horror paraphernalia you have in the background, do you have like a room designated as your horror room?
1: Yeah, it's uh it's kinda like the uh the deepest, darkest corner of the basement where all of my stuff winds up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's where I do this show from, from the deepest, darkest corner of my basement, having right, three kids right. and a wife who've been pushed to our little corner. So how long have you been you a horror it. fan?
1: Ah oh, geez, I've been uh I've been into horror uh, really since I was a kid. Um, uh, you know, going back to the VHS days, right? you know, and uh, I was always kind of drawn to that section of the video store because, you know, they had the coolest cover art.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And was writing something that you were always passionate about? Writing was, uh, it was
1: something I was always interested in, um, you know, and, of you know, obviously I'm, I'm a big horror fan. I'm a big movie fan in general and, uh, and have been all my life, um, you know, and so, you know, uh writing a screenplay is something that you know has always been on my radar and something that you know i would have liked to have tried but uh you know really like i live uh i live in atlantic canada i'm you know about as far away from uh, los angeles as you can get on this continent so um you know it really wasn't until um the kind of the proliferation of uh, social media mm-hmm. where i I realized, you know, I can, I can use this to, you know, uh, to promote my work and make some connections and stuff. So that's, that's really when I started to get serious about it. When, uh, when uh, uh, Twitter and, you know, and all those things started to get big.
0: Now, uh, when you started out as a writer, I mean, what were your aspirations? You wanted to go into, you know, author, write books, uh, or was it, I'm no, known to you from the beginning that writing stories for movies is what you wanted to do.
1: Yeah. Horror movies all the way.
0: <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. Now, do you remember now Becky? Okay. That is your screenplay. You wrote it. Did you write it alone or did you have a co-writer help you?
1: Uh, I wrote, uh, the original script for Becky alone. And, uh, after it was picked up and, uh, uh, the directors, uh, uh, Carrie Murnian and John Malott came on board, uh, shortly thereafter. They, uh, my contracted rewrites were, were finished at that point, And, uh, and they had, uh, uh, some writers that they, uh, that, you know, I, they, they wanted to work with, uh, to kind of execute, um, you know, th- their changes, yeah. you know, after yeah. they came on board. Uh, so, uh, that's when, uh, uh, Ruckus and Lane Sky came on board as uh, as writers as well to do uh, to do re- revisions.
0: So you know we have a lot of uh, aspiring writers uh, who watch this show all over the world. Man, pe- there are a lot of people who love to write, tell stories. So you wrote Becky, the screenplay for a movie, and we're gonna get to the movie in a little bit. How does one go about trying to get that script picked up? How, what did you do to try to get Becky picked up?
1: Uh, there's yeah you know there's 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 no there's no one way right you know everybody's path is different uh, uh, for me I um, I went once I finished the script uh, originally it was called uh, there was a little girl mm-hmm. based on the uh, after the the nursery rhyme that's in the film um, but uh, I submitted uh, that script to uh, a screenwriting blog called uh, script shadow and uh, script shadow uh, at, at least at the time they still do uh, some but not as much they used to have uh, what they called the uh, uh, amateur offering weekends mm-hmm. where you know uh, the 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 guy that runs the blog Carson would select you know you'd send in people would send in their scripts and he would choose uh, five scripts that you know, he spoke to him, or he felt were strong, and and uh, and post them, and wow. then you know they have a pretty uh, robust community there, and the community could read as much or as little of you know the scripts as they wanted, and cast their vote, and uh, at the end of the weekend, the script with the most votes gets featured the following weekend with a big uh, review and all of that. So so uh, uh, so my script uh, won the weekend and. Uh, was featured the following weekend and you know uh Carson didn't love it but uh uh thankfully there was a a producer uh reading it it caught his attention and he did love it and uh he reached out to me uh uh within a couple of days I think of the review being posted
0: you see that's that's an awesome story because you know people think you got to know someone in Hollywood but no right. you know uh, and that's aspiring for a lot of writers out there who are just trying to catch a break that, you know, you didn't know uh, submitting this screenplay to this blog was going to lead to a movie. No. <laughs> I mean, looking back on it, I mean, what were your feelings as you saw the potential from the blog to getting that call from the producer? Explain to us what you felt. You're like, holy shit, this can really happen
1: yeah it's uh it was a huge surprise and you know uh everything about um becky has surprised me from the very beginning up until you know right now um it's uh you know uh, i knew that you know it was a really it was a popular blog and it was a popular website and it got lots of traffic and you know had the uh, you know some industry eyeballs and some producers on it so and, you know, and it was it's free to submit. It's not yeah. like a contest where you have to pay, you know. Um, so I, I, I don't think they used to do that every weekend. I don't think they still do. I think it's uh, it's more rare now, but they still they still do that sort of thing uh, a few times a year. I think there's a, a, a horror focused one uh, uh, coming right up for Halloween, actually.
0: So when did you actually write, Becky? How long ago?
1: uh i wrote becky in uh 2017 okay that's not bad yeah yeah so from the time that you know i sold the script in 2017 to the time uh cameras were rolling was about two years it uh, we started to shoot in 2019 yeah and it you know it feels like forever when you're you know uh, so far away from everything and just you know waiting for updates and you know waiting for things to happen but uh but the reality is that uh, that was pretty fast.
0: So the, the screenplay is amazing. Great work, by the way. Uh, Thank congratulations. you. Congratulations. I love the screenplay. I love the story. There are a lot of undertones uh, in Becky with the sort of white supremacists side mm-hmm. of it, the Aryan Nation. And then you have this uh, 13-year-old girl who is forced... By the circumstances that happen, to become this badass and surprise everybody, uh, what was your inspiration to putting this story together? Uh,
1: I wanted to, you know, uh, I, I kind of wanted to explore the idea that you know everybody has this, you know, this sort of monster inside of them that you know, uh, you know. Thankfully, 90, 95% of us, you know, never have to tap into and, you know, but under the circumstances, you know, I think it's there in everyone. And, you know, even, you know, the most unsuspecting, you know, uh, uh people you can think of, you know, it exists and, and you yeah. know, under the, you know, if they're, if they're pushed far enough, then it can, you know, it can rear its ugly head.
0: And what brought in for you, like, uh, the the Aryan nation white supremacist factor uh for the for the uh, screenplay
1: so in the original version of my script the the villains in it were were just they were bad guys you know they were escaped convicts um career criminals you know um you know horrible just generally horrible people um and it was actually the producer that that uh, bought the script from me uh suggested that you know uh that was you know that was his is really his his biggest thing his only real note was the characterization of the villains he once wanted them to have a little more something a little more uh flavor i think he called it yeah so um and uh neo-nazis that that was his suggestion mm-hmm. and um uh, so uh, i rewrote the script you know um uh, and you know i i don't know anything about nazis but you know i did my best to you know uh write the recharacterize the the villains particularly uh dominic the the leader yeah. you know as as this uh neo nazi character you know
0: exactly.
1: um yeah and it uh it you know it it really worked out because it it makes them that much more detestable right oh yeah and you know and for in order for the audience to get on board with, you know, the, the, you know, unholy amounts of, uh, of ass that, that Becky has to kick, you know, and the, and the things that she does, you know, which are, uh, are pretty gruesome, you know, you've really got to hate those bad guys, right? Yeah. And they, you've really got to want to see them get, you know, what's coming to them. And so it, uh, it definitely improved, uh, it did the script, making that change for sure.
0: Now you brought up gruesome and the film uh has a lot of bloody gory parts to it was that a part of the screenplay or is that something the producers directors did after they bought the script from you
1: uh that was there that was always there from the very beginning that's uh that was you know I knew I wanted to take it to uh kind of an extreme place and uh and go as uh as crazy and as gruesome as I could, but still, you know, the, the kills in it and the things that she does, they have to be, uh, feasible for,
0: you know, um, a 13 year old girl
1: for a 13 year old girl to pull off. Right. So, so it was, it was actually a lot of fun to, uh, try and imagine different things that she could, uh, she could, uh, uh, ways she could exact her revenge on these guys.
0: Now, I don't want to spoil the movie for those who have not seen it. But we see Becky go through this transformation. She's upset that her dad is going to remarry. They, she lost her mom. And then mm-hmm. the events happen with the bad guys. And she finds herself doing stuff that I don't even think she, as a 13-year-old girl, realized was capable of doing. And then you get to the third act, and you sort of see like a, a, a switch flipped in her all the way through the ending that she's totally okay with it uh, give us your take on that and when you were writing it what was going through Becky's mind and is this a psychopath in the making
1: uh, yeah you know it's I, I I didn't intend when I wrote it for you know I, Becky's obviously troubled and she's got some issues um, but you know, I don't, she wasn't supposed to be a a psychopath out of the gate or anything like that. You know, uh, like we were talking about before, um, you know, I think that that monster, that beast is inside everybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and there's a moment in the film where, uh, where she's trapped in, in her uh, her tree house uh, with, uh, with Buddy waiting outside. And, She uh, you can you can see it in her, you know, and, you know, it's a testament to Lulu Wilson's performance. You can see it in her eyes. Right. You know, the moment when the when that proverbial switch is flipped. Um, And then, you know, as the film goes on, she kind of goes further and further down that path and, uh, you know, starts to embrace, I think, um, that side of her of herself. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a scene with, um, with, uh, uh Robert Miley. He's the, uh, the big right-hand man. Yeah. Uh, his character's name is apex. And, uh, he, he can kind of, you know, he kind of warns her. He sees it, you know, um, you know, he's, he's been down that road and he knows where it leads and he tells her, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a dangerous, you know, Yeah. uh, dangerous path to start down um and and you know by the end of the film you know we've already you know we can already see that you know he was right yeah
0: yeah now when uh the script was bought off you uh did you spend time on the set did they sort of turn to you and ask you you know what do you think about this person playing this role did you take any kind of advisory role for the film itself
1: um, I wouldn't say an advisory role so much as, but they were great about keeping me in the loop and keeping me posted on uh, on developments, uh, you know, all th- all through the development process. Even after you know my rewrites were finished and, mm-hmm. and really uh, my my work was done, um, uh, they were still very good about uh, communicating with me and letting me know what was happening. And uh, and I did get to uh, uh, to visit the set when uh, production finally got underway.
0: That's awesome now the yeah. movie has like well over fifteen like close to fifteen thousand reviews on imdb they're they're good reviews uh does that surprise you uh in a good way
1: in yeah in a way it does um you know I always said um you know from the time that that the script sold you know like movies you know kind of extreme you know I don't want to say exploitation but you know, movies like that that are you know uh, extremely violent often don't do that well. You know, in terms of uh, you know Rotten Tomato scores.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, and I I said from the beginning if 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 it can get a fifty percent, you know I'd be pretty happy with that, right? It's it's currently sitting at 72,
0: so... That's, that's awesome.
1: You know, that's awesome, yeah.
0: <laughs> In fact, uh, we had a little discussion with my team about Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not a big fan of Rotten Tomatoes because the the whole certified fresh thing, it comes from mm-hmm. critics, okay? Right. It's not really right. from the fans, the people that matter. That's right. You know, yeah. for me, like IMDB, I'm more lean towards them because at least you have viewers who have seen the product weighing mm-hmm. in on how good they think what are your thoughts on that
1: uh yeah i agree 100 percent. and the other side of that is you know um in some cases you know uh, those uh the audience scores can be kind of review bombed if you will if for yeah. whatever reason you know they decide to turn on a project right um so it's it's hard to really put a lot of stock in, you know, in any of those kind of yeah. uh, metrics. You know, really, I'm a, I'm a believer in uh, just seeing it for myself and, exactly. and deciding, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. You, you know, not everyone's going to love it. Not everyone's going to hate it. There are going to be a lot of people in between. See it for yourself. If it sounds interesting to you, check it out. Uh, exactly. Now, as a writer, uh, where would you say, well, first of all, is horror the only interest you have when it comes to writing screenplays, is that where you feel you excel the most?
1: Yeah, that's, I think, you know, that's, uh, what I'm mostly interested in. You know, I also love, I'm a big science fiction fan as well. Um, but, uh, you know, it's science fiction so tough, you know, to, 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 to get going. Um, you know, unless you can uh, come up with a really brilliant concept that, you can keep the budget really low and you know what I mean? It's, it's hard to get traction with a sci-fi spec script. Um, it's, uh, it's a little easier to get, uh, people to look at a horror script, I think. Um, and, you know, and really, you know, at the end of the day, that's where my passion is. That's, that's what I love. And, uh, that's primarily what I'm interested in writing.
0: When you saw the final product in Becky, uh, were you, uh, happy with how the the filmmakers you know stay true to your trip uh, to your script uh were you satisfied with that I was absolutely
1: I was thrilled I was because I was so nervous going into it you know I I really you know I, I didn't know what to expect it was like my god just please please be good
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and when they finally uh they sent me a screener a few months before uh, the film was released um, and it was it was actually uh the original cut got an NC17 they had to cut a few frames out of uh out of a couple of scenes to to bring it down to an hour but
0: uh yeah, that, um, that but last yeah that that <laughs> ending that kill with that lawnmower man ooh yeah. <laughs> that was that I was... think
1: that I think that might have been a second or two longer in the cut that I saw originally but uh, you know it's it's funny how you know it just, that's all it takes is just lose a few frames and yeah. and they're good to go. It's now it's an hour. So
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now the story but, is told a lot in flashbacks. What was the reasoning for approaching this story in that fashion?
1: Um, the, uh, <clears throat> the, the original uh, script, it, it opened with a flashback as well, but it was a little different. Um, uh, the, the opening scene and, and the ending scenes that you see in the film were, uh, uh, those weren't mine that was added after, uh, my work was done on it. Um, and I think, uh, you know, um, they wanted to, uh, kind of establish a bit of, uh, uh, duality between, uh, Becky and, and Dominic and, you know, um, and kind of show, uh, you know, the, the sort of similarities between the, uh, the, you know, institutions that they're a part of, you know, at that point in time. Um, and, uh, you know, other than that, I think there were, uh, a couple of flashbacks, uh, concerning her mom, you know, uh, while she was, you know, uh, yeah. uh in the hospital with, uh, cancer. Um, and, uh, you know, just to, uh it was another another piece of the puzzle, I guess, you know, that informed that you know, the Becky's character and and uh, you know, exactly where she was at that point.
0: Exactly. Now you as a writer, you know, when you're creating these characters, you know exactly in your mind what they look like. You're creating them. Uh when it came to the casting of the movie, do you did they achieve what at least this is not neither right nor wrong. But did they come close to what you had envisioned of what these guys and girl looked like?
1: Uh, in the case of uh, Becky, uh, 100%. And actually, uh, you know, they were pretty adamant right out of the gate. As soon as they purchased the script, uh, we see uh, Lulu Wilson for, uh, for this part. And, you know, to which I was, you know.
0: She was, was great.
1: Oh, you know, I was already a fan of hers, you know, from uh, uh, Ouija Origin mm-hmm. of Evil and uh, Annabelle Creation. She was, you know, already at that point, you know, and she was she was 11 years old at that point when mm-hmm. she first got the script, um, uh, you know, a fide scream queen. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, I, you know, I was thrilled with that news. And, you know, to find out, you know, in fairly, uh, fairly quickly that they had gotten the script to her and and that she read it and she loved it and she wanted to do it. You know, uh, that was fantastic. Um, as for, uh, uh, Dominic for the villain character, um, you know, uh, he was an evil
0: bastard, man.
1: Yeah. He's, uh, you know, Kevin James is definitely not who I was imagining when Mm -hmm. I wrote the character. (laughs) And when they were, uh, when, when casting had started for that, this was quite a bit later, quite a bit further down the line. Um, you know uh, names like uh kurt russell and uh mel gibson and jeffrey dean Morgan were being thrown around right jeffrey maybe
0: but kurt russell i don't see that yeah yeah
1: i don't know these but you know these guys they they all had the the gravitas i guess that they were looking for and and you know i i could see any one of them playing you know uh a villain type character like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, lo and behold, after, uh, you know, not long after that, uh, I get a call from, uh, from the producer and he's, uh, he's like, uh, we have, we have our dominant, you know, and you're never going to guess who it is. And he's like, are you sitting down? I was like, okay, I sat down. I was like, who is it? He says, Simon Pegg. I said Simon Pegg (laughs) and I had to stop and you know I'm a huge fan of Simon Pegg you know I love all of his films and really I was just kind of blown away that you know he had actually read the script and wanted to be a part of it and you know so I certainly couldn't see him you know in that role Mm -hmm. because I'd never seen him do anything like that before but uh, I was all for it man and uh, you know, as it turned out, and then you know, not long after that, they cast Kevin James mm-hmm. as Becky's dad yeah. in the film. And uh, and and as it turned out, Simon had to back out um, because he was uh, he had a scheduling thing with another project or something. And uh, and Kevin asked if he could read for the Dominic role. And uh, you know, uh, the rest is history. He impressed the people, the people that he had to impress, you know, with his audition. And uh, and I think, you know, I was I was on set uh, pretty early. You know, I was there uh, day two. And uh, you know, I, when he came out with you know the head shaved and the the tattoos all over it, and then he starts you know delivering these lines, and he's he's got this really kind of understated, you know, cool, nuanced sort of, you know, performance. I was, you know, just floored, man. I was like, wow, that's amazing.
0: He was amazing. Now there are several questions in this movie that linger. Uh, The first is, you know, throughout the movie, the key, okay? And these guys are willing to kill and do whatever it takes. And even the fiancés ask, you know, what, is it worth it? Is it worth right. it for a stupid key? What does that thing even <laughs> open? Um, yeah. W- when you were doing the story, was the key just not relevant, just a, sort of a motivation for them doing what they're doing and not critical to the story? Or was it the complete opposite of that?
1: Uh, no, it was It was more so uh, uh, just... Uh, uh, to drive the plot the key evolved a lot you know from the time i finished my last uh, uh rewrite on the script to the time the movie was produced so uh you know i i can't say a whole lot about the key because you know i'm very very hopeful that we're going to get a sequel out of this but um yeah it uh, originally the key was not you know it was uh a little bit more you know at least in my version of the script. Um, just you know presumably to uh, treasurer money or yeah. you know, something like that right um, and it became uh, in the final version of the script it's it's kind of presented as uh, you know this big mysterious you know looking thing right so uh, yeah I'm I, fingers crossed we get to uh, see what? we see. get to reveal that and and find out what the deal is with it
0: Well, I love that in movies where there's, you know, not every question needs to be answered. Uh, There is some stuff that should be left up to the viewer's imagination. And I think that was done with the key. Now, uh, another question when it comes to Becky that is on a lot of the fans' minds is why Becky did not confess to her killing the people who invaded her home killed her dad where you know she was perfectly justified but chose not to confess it not to say that she did it from the writer's point of view tell us why that is
1: i think uh you know uh, by the end of the film and after all that she's been through um she's kind of uh she's she's started down that path towards becoming you know, the monster that Apex warned her she could become and, you know, and it's it's possible that, you know, a part of her, you know, enjoyed it, right? Um, and so, you know, uh, and maybe she feels that, uh, you know, her, her work's not done.
0: So, I'm not going to ask you if you have it written or not. I'm not going to ask you that question, but uh, <laughs> if they do get a call saying, you know, we want you to write the sequel to Becky. Uh, do you have a, a vision of what, you know, what happens to Becky after the film ends?
1: Uh Yeah, I, I definitely got uh, uh, my own kind of uh, vision for where the story goes next and uh, you know, whether or not, you know, uh, a sequel actually happens, whether or not you know, I'm involved in it. You know, um, all all of these things are kind of still up in the air and remain to be seen. But, uh, but yeah, I've, I've definitely got my own uh, feelings on where the story goes after this.
0: And it's very – I'd love to see a sequel. And just for – you know, the movie uh, is called, Becky, just for the character to see you know, this 13-year-old girl who suffers this traumatic incident. Her reaction to it is not what you would assume – a normal thirteen-year-old reaction. Uh, she finds out. I think a lot of this story, like I said in the in the beginning of this interview, there's a lot of undertone in the story, and one of them is a thirteen-year-old girl being forced to discover a side of herself, maybe sooner than she was ready to discover. And like you mentioned, she enjoyed it, and I think right. that really plays. It, it's fascinating. Uh, Was that your intention, uh, you know, or was it something that just sort of fell into place as you were writing it?
1: No, I think that was the intent uh, from the beginning that, you know, um, in order for her to to take it to the places that she does, you know, some part of her, some some element of her uh, psyche has to be enjoying it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh so I, I definitely wanted to uh to explore that. That was one of the key things that uh, interested me about uh about the idea.
0: Now with and, horror, you know, we have all these different types of horror and this is definitely a dark horror movie just because of Becky and what she does. Uh again, going back, uh was that the intent from the beginning to make this a very dark psychological horror movie or screenplay that got turned into a movie
1: uh yeah definitely you know uh, but uh, first and foremost you know as a horror fan uh i respond you know as a fan i respond most to movies that are fun that are yeah. fun to watch and that was you know that was my primary goal with with the script um you know, and I, you know, it's definitely, it's super dark and super gruesome and all of that, you know. Um, but, uh, but it has, you know, it had to, it had to be fun. It had to be mm-hmm. fun to watch and it had to provide, you know, uh, a certain uh, level of uh, catharsis, I guess, mm-hmm. from, you know, from seeing her uh, exact revenge on these, uh, all these scumbags, right?
0: Yeah. So tell us from a writer's perspective, uh, in one of the most popular genres out there right now being horror how difficult is it to come up with new and unique ideas uh since so much has been done is it really difficult
1: it's a challenge it's definitely yeah there's you know uh, we've seen we've seen everything right you yeah. know really um so uh as as a writer now you know the the challenge is to uh at least put a new spin on, you know, something that we've seen before. Maybe, really? um, you know, in the, in the case of Becky, you know, there, there are a few influences at work there. Um, you know, uh, uh there's a little bit of, uh, uh, home invasion style seventies, uh, last house on the left kind mm-hmm. of, you know, extreme, you know, horror, um, uh, You know, there are some action kind of cat and mouse diehard elements about it, you know, and uh, and uh, there's a a little bit of Home Alone in there, too. Right. right. You know, with with the characters, with the hero. uh, So. um, So, you know, it's it's uh, that's part of the fun for me is to, you know, try and find uh, things that, you know, that I respond to in. You know, in other pieces of work, or in you know, um, and um, j- just find a new a new angle and to you know uh, put a different uh, spin some, on it. Yeah, exactly. It just yeah, come at it from a different uh, point of view and uh, and see where that takes you.
0: So if you go back to when you first started getting really serious about writing who would you say were your inspirations uh, when it comes to writing and especially in horror? Is there any writers that you really liked their work?
1: Uh, you know, there's, uh, in, in terms of uh, filmmakers, you know, I was def- definitely John Carpenter, definitely uh, Sam Raimi. Um, you know, uh, those were the, the, the kinds of movies that I tended to gravitate towards and um, you know uh I also enjoy um you know anything that's legitimately creepy and 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 scary and you know that sort of thing too so uh uh but yeah I think those you know uh those were two of my biggest uh, influences for sure yeah um yeah,
0: so now that you know you have a screenplay that's been turned into a movie uh have you made, do you feel like you've made connections now to, let's say you do have more scripts and you want, you know, people in Hollywood to read them. Have doors been opened up for you now?
1: Uh, you know, yes and no. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's never easy, right? It's, it's so hard to, to, to get traction on anything. I've got a couple of, uh, of projects that are moving forward now. That uh, you know probably wouldn't be otherwise, right? Yeah. So, you know, it definitely uh, it definitely makes a difference if you've got something that you can point to and and you know and say, here's you know an Here example
0: of of what I do, right? Yeah, it's like an author being published. Hey, this is my exactly. screenplay; it's been turned into a movie. Now, Becky right. uh, is available on Showtime. Do you know? Did it originally? uh, get distributed by Showtime or did it land? Who was the original distributor? Do you know?
1: The original distributor on it, uh, is a company called Quiver.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and I think they teamed with Redbox on, uh,
0: yeah.
1: on distribution. So I think, uh, Quiver handled the, uh, the American distribution. And, you know, I, I, I might be wrong about this, but I think Redbox maybe overseas. Um, but, uh, uh, they were the distributors, and, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it was released at the height of the pandemic mm-hmm. um, in the uh, uh, summer of last year when none of the studios were putting anything out and most of the theaters were closed. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, so, um, and it was actually, it was, it was supposed to have its debut in, at uh, Tribeca in New York. Uh, last year, and you know, I, I had my man. flight booked and I had my hotel booked, and I was you know super pumped about it. And then all of a sudden, this COVID nineteen thing hit, and the whole and, world changed. Uh, the whole world changed, and of course, New York City was the epicenter of it. Yeah. So, you know, um, so that didn't happen. But uh, it was it was after that that I think uh, Quiver and Redbox picked up the distribution rights and uh, and decided to go ahead with a digital release um you know just a, a couple of months later yeah and uh you know and as it turned out you know um it got a lot more attention yeah as a result of that because you know there was there was nothing else out there the, the studios weren't putting out anything new and uh uh, uh, somebody had the brilliant idea to uh, release it at the drive-ins because the, the drive-ins were enjoying a, a renaissance as a result of the pandemic, and it did super well there and actually, you know, uh, held the, the top spot at the U.S. domestic box office nice. for two weekends just thanks to the drive-in revenue, right? So,
0: nice, nice. Yeah, I so. saw it on Showtime myself, and to let viewers know, Becky is available on like uh oh, of course showtime so if you're a subscriber of showtime on your cable or satellite you have access to showtime anywhere you can watch it there uh, i think it's also available on uh tubi with ads and um several other places that it's available to stream free with ads as well uh, i think the- it
1: might also be on hulu in the us i'm i'm not 100 sure about that but uh it's uh it's on prime video here in canada
0: yeah it is on uh, amazon prime here as well too is it okay yeah so it's available everywhere really uh you know it's free or if you don't like watching with commercials it's available for rent or purchase uh it's a great movie it's a coming of age movie in a very horror way you won't be twisted
1: coming of age story it's
0: a very twisted coming of age story Nick, I wanna thank you so much uh, for being our guest tonight and sharing with us just your thoughts on how Becky came to be. It's a great movie. Personally, I would love to see a sequel. I would love for you to write that sequel. And You and to, me both. <laughs> yeah, for us to have it on the big screen. Thank you so much. Any final thoughts you wanna share before we go?
1: Uh, no, thanks so much, man, for having me. It was really fun. No, um, thank yeah. You. I, thank
0: you, it was my honor. To, cheers uh, cheers absolutely and oh, my producer just chimed in it is available on hulu here in the united states ah perfect so there Excellent. you guys go anywhere you want to watch <laughs> it becky's available again thank you to nick morris writer of becky thank you to our viewers for tuning in everyone stay safe on behalf of nick and myself stay walking good night everybody